Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You are listening to the next best picture podcast, and this is our review of Robot Dreams. everybody you were just listening to the trailer for robot dreams and the story is as follows dog is a lonely dog who lives in manhattan one day he decides to build himself a robot a friend their friendship grows until they become inseparable to the rhythm of new york in the 80s one summer night dog with great sorrow is forced to abandon robot on the beach will they meet again the film is starring Technically, no one, because it is a dialogue-free animated film written and directed by Pablo Berger. Here to join me today to talk about this highly unique but yet special Academy Award-nominated film, I have Alyssa Christian. Hello. Dan Baer. I'm here for the tap-dancing daisies. Josh Parham. Hello, hello. And joining us as a guest here on the podcast for the first time, we have world-renowned film critic with bylines over at The Wrap, Roger Ebert, IndieWire, the LA Times, the New York Times, Carlos Aguilar, everybody. Thank you for having me. No, thank you so much for being here. Really, really appreciate hearing your voice on this one. Um, so Robot Dreams had its world premiere at the Cannes Film Festival in the special screening section. And it has now been nominated for an Academy Award for Best Animated Feature Film. It has technically not yet been released here in the U.S., but some of us have had the opportunity to see it early, um, courtesy of Neon, who is going to be handling distribution for it. And maybe some of us caught it at a festival or two here or there along the way. It's still slowly rolling out, but... It's a movie that seems to really be capturing audiences' hearts no matter where they see it anywhere in the world. And as I mentioned earlier, completely dialogue-free, which is very rare nowadays uh, for an animated film. You typically see this in shorts, but not so much in feature-length films. From a general thoughts perspective, just to start off here, Carlos, um, we're going to go into details in a little bit, but just you know, start us off with what did you think overall, general thoughts-wise, of this movie? Yeah, I mean, I'm a big fan of it. I was particularly impressed, you know, as you mentioned, of, you know, how much 
the filmmaker gets across, you know, entirely, you know, with visuals and sort of uh, the expressions of the animated characters, the the world building, you know, the depiction of New York in the 80s. Um, it was very impressive. And I think that, you know, um, on the surface, it might seem like a, you know, an animated feature about a, a dog and a robot and, you know, with no dialogue, like it, it might seem sort of like slight, but once you watch, you realize sort of the, the depth of emotion, the kind of like punch that it packs, you know, um, in terms of, you know, you know, what it makes you feel, what it says about friendship, about separations, about, you know, the, the roads that we take in life. It's kind of more profound than it might seem from uh, from the kind of a uh, cute looking uh, characters that you see on the poster or the trailer. Uh, so, yeah, I was very impressed by, you know, how much the director gets across uh, without a single word. Yeah, yeah, completely agreed for sure. Alyssa, what about you? What did you think of Robot Dreams? Yeah, so I was also a really big fan of this movie. I didn't see it until recently. I did have a screener, but I didn't get around to watching it until after the film was nominated for an Academy Award. So I'm really, really glad I did because I was a big fan of it. And I have liked other dialogue-free animated films like The Red Turtle and the Shaun of the Sheep movies. So I had a feeling that I was really going to like this, especially, you know, if it has animals in it. <laughs> you know I'm going to like it. But yeah, I thought, you know, obviously it's a very simple story. But it has a lot of heart. It's whimsical. It's sad. It's kind of funny. And the animation is beautiful. And at first I was thinking that, oh, maybe this would have been better as a short film. But then by the time it ended, I was just so happy and really just kind of felt the vibe of the movie. And I really enjoyed the 80s soundtrack and definitely get to have the song September stuck in my head for a while. So and by the end, I definitely did tear up, too. And that's definitely a good sign for me. Yeah, yeah. And I co-signed what you said, too, about September. I think it's like practically impossible to walk away from this movie not having that song stuck in your head. Dan Baer, what did you think of this one? Well, it's always impossible to walk around without September in your head after you've heard it. I mean, it's just one of the catchiest songs ever written. So (laughs) that's a little bit of a cheat code, you know. Fair. Um, I, I think... (laughs) <laughs> if you don't like this movie, there may be something broken inside of you. Um, it's just the sweetest, most innocent, adorable movie you've ever seen. There's no earthly reason it needed to be anywhere near as long as it is, I don't think. Especially if all of the sequences and flights of fancy it goes down were going to be quite so episodic and slight. Like I mentioned at the top, that the sequence with the the dancing, the tap dancing daisies, and I, I think that sequence is so great. And I just don't know why there aren't more sequences of that level of ambition and cleverness, etc., um, in in the movie because that is is so wonderful. But like I said, that doesn't stop the rest of the movie from being as so charming and heartfelt and lovely. I I do think that it is a little slight. And while I do appreciate what it has to say, and I think it takes a very, very mature tone at the end that I was not expecting at all. But that doesn't mean that I still have uh, some reservations about how it plays out as a story. Um, So I'm really interested to be talking more about this movie with you all. All right. 
Hello, this is Gary Chahot welcoming you to check out the French History Podcast. Our main show covers the history of France from the first humans until present. If you liked Mike Duncan's The History of Rome and wanted a similar program covering the land of beauty, culture, and love, we are exactly that. We also host world-renowned scholars who have delivered guest episodes on their specialties, including 18th century pirates, revolutionary booksellers in 20th century Paris, the special friendship between the Marquis de Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson, and numerous others. Learn what you love and listen to the French History Podcast today. And Josh Parm, opening thoughts for you. Yeah, I really, really love this movie. Um, you know, it, it's it's funny that you say that this has not really gotten a theatrical release, and that is true, but I did technically see it at, at a regular movie theater, so I don't really know what the status of its theatrical release has been, but I did get to see it that way uh, this past fall, and I just absolutely fell in love with it. I, I think this movie is just, it has such a sweet and tender core to it. I mean, it really is just impossible to not be charmed by the world that it creates for these characters and the relationship that it builds out that I think can be looked at as slight, but I also think that it allows an opportunity to open up to the world around you and really kind of dig into the connections that you make with other people and just sort of appreciating life that is around you. And then by the time you do get to the end, it has this this bittersweet note to it, but still optimistic and full of joy at the same time. And I just found that to be so incredibly touching and throughout the entire movie. I, I do agree with you, Dan, that I think there are sections of this thing that meander just a little bit and I think slows the momentum momentum down just a bit for me, but it's not enough to ruin it at all. I was still so taken by the film overall. I think it's so lovely and sweet and it's one of my favorites of the of the previous year, to be honest. I think this is a really, really special film. So when I saw this at Cannes, I went in with obviously zero expectations, didn't know what I was getting myself into with this one. I knew it was animated. And I kind of figured, okay, an animated film it can, you know, maybe this will be a thing later on uh, when we get to award season. Turned out to be true. <laughs> and so I remember thinking, walking out, how much this reminded me of the same feeling I had when I saw Past Lives. In that, yes, the New York s- setting certainly helps, but how mature it was in the way it handled uh, its themes and how emotional it made me feel like it really snuck up on me in a way that surprised me as a viewer uh, because I think I just had this preconceived idea of how it was going to go and as everyone is saying it does sort of start to for me at least dip a little bit in the second act to the point where I did start questioning, okay, does this movie need to be 102 minutes long? Could this have been possibly even like on the longer side of a short, you know, like maybe it could have been 35 minutes or something along those lines. But I do think that there is such tremendous payoff by the end. And to Dan's point earlier, 
if you're not won over by this movie by the end of it, I really wouldn't know exactly what to say to you. I could imagine some people having some, you know, qualms and some stuff to point out about it for sure. That's totally fine. But if I saw someone give this like a one star review on Letterboxd or something like that, I'd be like, uh, excuse me, <laughs> like, do you need a hug? <laughs> it's one of those movies that is irresistibly cute, charming, sweet, so well-intentioned. And there's a simplicity to it that I think allows for you to feel disarmed that by the end of it, it does uh, work its way over you in a way that is just so emotionally rewarding. Um, so I, I do want to first start off as our first topic here. It is an animated film, as we've mentioned. So let's talk about the animation. Um, I, I don't think any of us, when we saw the stills for this, were expecting anything on the level of one of the big animation studios, like in terms of scale and budget or anything like that. But what I, what I like about a movie like this is that it reminds me how you don't need all of that production value to still tell a good story. A good story can come from any part of the world with any type of budget. And that is something that even though is this the most mind blowing animation in the world? No. But does it support the story? Absolutely, it does. It reminded me a lot of uh, Sylvain Chomet's films. Oh, uh, Belleville and yeah. the Illusionist. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily in terms of the style, although they're similar, but in that Every scene has something happening either in the background or in the foreground that is just so clever and such a nice little detail that 100% did not need to be there and would have made everyone's jobs 100% easier if it wasn't there. But the fact that it is there and is so incredibly clever and well done done just adds to the overall texture of the film you know little things like how um the dog's like tail wags when he gets excited or like the cheeto dust that bursts up when he pulls open the bag of cheetos mm, yeah <laughs> or um the way that the snowman is his face takes on the color of whatever he's sipping like it's just clever things like that that like it show a lot of thought has been put into every frame of this. Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our review for Robot Dreams here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full-length review, you will have to head on over to Next Best Picture's Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you'll get the rest of this review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you all so much for listening, as always, and we will see you all next time.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.